We're back with some more college basketball action here for Thursday, December 29th. Got an action-packed slate of games on tap for today, so let's jump right into it. And we start out the card with Campbell taking on Presbyterian. Campbell comes into this game as the 232nd overall team in the high tippet power ranking. Presbyterian is the 290th overall team. And it's a Presbyterian team that I have faded a few times already this season. And it's a team that has really just not been that great. You know, only two Division One wins on the season, a win over VMI and a win over Elon. And it's really kind of a team that has struggled on both sides of the ball. But that's not to say Campbell hasn't been without their own struggles. I mean, certainly in the month of December um, have kind of gone downhill have kind of not looked like a great team only one and four this month their only win coming against a non-division one opponent so it's not like either one of these teams has gone out and won a bunch of games in non-conference by any means but Campbell has done a much, much better job shooting the basketball this season. Um, really have done a great job in that department, shooting a 53.3 effective field goal percentage on the year, also hitting 34.1% from beyond the arc. Ricky Clemens has been outstanding for this Campbell squad this year, 12.6 points per game for him. And Presbyterian, on the other hand, has really just struggled to score points. They have not been a great shooting team this season, only a 46.6 effective field goal percentage for them on the year, and have also really not been good for from beyond the arc only hitting 30.7 percent from three and when it comes to the defense for presbyterian it really has not given them much help at all this season overall i think it's a team that's going to continue to struggle to score points here in this game especially going up against the campbell team that has been better on the defensive side of the ball their shot defense hasn't been the best um, but it certainly isn't terrible and they've done a decent job forcing turnovers forcing turnovers on 20.1 percent of their opponent's possessions i think it's a campbell team that is poised to start out big south play here with a pretty strong performance on the road i despite the record you know only being five and seven i think it's a campbell team um, that has some talent and certainly has some playmakers i think they score some points in this game and really like i said it's a presbyterian team i've been fading all season i'm going to continue to do it in this game and i think they struggle at home to open up conference play taking campbell minus two and a half here against presbyterian Another thing I want to take a look at here on Thursday's card is Austin P taking on Queens College. Austin P comes into this one as the 261st overall team in the hot tip of power ranking. Queens is the 247th overall team, and this will actually be both of these teams' first game in a Sun competition. Obviously, Austin P coming over from the Ohio Valley, Queens being their first year in Division One, and you know, for it being their first year in Division One. Queens College has been off to a hot, hot start. Obviously, opening the season with a great win over Marshall, a Marshall team that has been really, really good since then. Um, but, you know, Queens obviously has that win. And, you know, winning 10 games in non-conference play in your first year in Division One is certainly not a bad stat line to have. As far as Austin P goes, you know, coming to this one following the loss to Tennessee, which, you know, a lot of the, the, the faults for Austin P as far as their record goes, kind of just comes from a tough stint to schedule they played in non-conference play but despite some of that they still haven't been a great team shooting the basketball this year only a 43.5 effective field goal percentage for them on the season they're also only hitting 30.2 percent from beyond the arc compare that over to queens who has done a much much better job shooting the basketball this year queens hitting a 51.4 effective field goal percentage on the year and also dropping 33.2 percent from beyond the arc kenny die has been outstanding for this queens team this season dropping 17.2 points per game and in the games that i have watched from queens this season 
he's absolutely all over the court and it's a queen's team that has been good on the defensive side of the wall as well um they've been a really good rebounding team on both sides of the ball rebounding wise but 65th in offensive rebounding 146th in defensive rebounding better than austin p in both categories austin p isn't bad offensively pulling down uh, or 189th in offensive rebounding but they've really struggled on the defensive side of things coming into this game 280th on the defensive side of the ball and i think it's a queen's college team that continues their success here as a sun play gets going and i think it's an austin p team that kind of continues to struggles and it's certainly a bigger spread than you probably would have guessed at the beginning of the season for two teams like this um, but queens has just played so well i think they continue that success through conference play taking them minus six here against austin p Next up, we head to the SoCon as Chattanooga takes on the Citadel. Chattanooga comes into this game as the 117th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. The Citadel is the 294th overall team. And it was a Chattanooga team that it got off to a bit of a rocky start this season. Certainly wasn't playing the best basketball through the first month or a few weeks of the season, at least. But coming to this game, or well, coming to this game following two losses, a loss to Belmont and Georgia. Um, but both those games were fairly close. Obviously, they took Belmont to overtime. And Either one of those teams is terrible when compared to Chattanooga, and they did win their six games prior to that one. Um, still would have liked to see them, you know, maybe play a little bit better against Belmont and Georgia. But overall, the Citadel has really struggled this season, has not done a great job winning games. And in really every time they've taken a step up in competition and played a better team, um, they've kind of just fallen straight on their face coming to this game following four straight losses. And it's a Citadel team that has just not done a good job shooting the basketball. Only a 49.4 effective field goal percentage on the year. Also only hitting 31.5% from beyond the arc. Chattanooga has been really good offensively, hitting a 54.8 effective field goal percentage on the year and also dropping 38.5% from beyond the arc. Jake Stevens has been outstanding in the shot department this year. 21.5 points per game for him. You know, follow Dan Earl over from VMI. Um, and, and really both of them as head coach, as their top scorer, um, have been outstanding here to start the season. And what Dan Earl has built and assembled here in his first season, you know, it took a few weeks and for them to kind of get on the same page. Um, but they're really looking like a great team. I think they bounce back after those couple of rough losses. And it's really in their first season looking like a great team here um, for Chattanooga. And it's a Citadel team that defensively they really can me i think because of that they struggle late in this game to create opportunities um, and really do fall behind in this one i'm taking chattanooga minus six and a half against the citadel now we head to Tennessee as South Florida takes on Memphis. South Florida comes into this game as the 205th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Memphis is the 26th overall team. And it's a USF team that has had an interesting start to the season. Obviously started the year out 0-5. Really did not look like a great team. Some very disappointing losses in that stretch. But since then, they've gone 7-1 in their last eight games. And yes, they've benefited from you know playing lesser opponents. Don't have the greatest strength of schedule in that run. Um, but even in those, you know, first five losses it's not like they were an absolutely terrible team by any means you know we we're able to keep some of them competitive offensively they've been a strong team this season a 50.2 effective field goal percentage for usf on the season also hitting 32.9 percent from beyond the arc tyler harris has really been a great score for this usf offense dropping 15.5 points per game um, but it's a memphis team that's been very good on both sides of the basketball they've done a great job shooting the ball this year a 51.6 effective field 
field goal percentage, also hitting 31.6% from beyond the yard. Um, and overall, they're good offensively, but they're even better on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they've done a really good job in the turnover department this season, forcing turnovers on 21.6% of their opponent's possessions while only turning the ball over on 18.8% of theirs. Um, but USF has also been good in the turnover department, both offensively and defensively, you know, forcing turnovers on 22% of their opponent's possessions, only turning it over on 17.6% of their own. Um, and while strength of schedule has certainly gone into, you know, the seven and six record that USF has gotten to at this point, um, they really have been competitive. They've really played in some close games and 16 points here in this matchup is just way too many points, in my opinion, for what this USF team has been able to do the last month or so of the season. I think they've really got things turned around and I think they're going to be a lot better team in American play than the people are thinking, you know, not they're going to be, um, you know, the bottom two or three team um, like they're projected. I think they finish in the top half of this conference, actually, and I've kind of just super high on this USF team. And, and this is a game where they go into Memphis and prove it. Not saying they're going to win this game. I would be shocked if that does happen, but I think they're able to keep this one close. I think they're able to keep it competitive here against Penny Hardaway's team taking USF plus 16 here against Memphis. Now, quickly, before we get into the second half of today's show, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to hottipbest.com. We have college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up there every single day. So make sure you go take a look at all of that. Also, follow me at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content that's being posted over there. Follow my personal account at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all of that content, as well as on BetStamp where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads, and most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on here for Thursday's card. Let's get into these final three games. Now, the next game I want to take a look at here on Thursday is St. Thomas taking on South Dakota. St. Thomas comes into this one as the 275th overall team in the high tippet power ranking. South Dakota is the 193rd overall team for South Dakota coming to this game following a loss to UMKC. And it's a South Dakota team that has really been struggling as of late, losing their last four games after that. Very shocking win over BYU at this point. I don't know how they won that game. I mean, they won that game by one point and definitely took a little bit of luck, but they did win the game and then somehow at that point, but it's a St. Thomas team that has just been playing very, very good basketball. Started Summit League play here with wins over North Dakota and North Dakota State. Overall, it's the St. Thomas team that has done a pretty decent job shooting the basketball this season. Really one of the best shooting teams, purely shooting teams in the country. A 55.8 effective field goal percentage for them on the year. And they're also hitting 40.1% from beyond the arc. Not to mention they're a great free throw shooting team hitting 78.2% from the free throw line. And you know I love those teams that can shoot up around 80% from the free throw line. And Ryan Miller is a big part of that, but he's a big part of just their scoring in general. Dropping 15.2 points per game here for this St. Thomas squad, but South Dakota isn't the worst team in the world. And obviously they found a way to beat BYU. Um, but overall, they have really struggled to shoot the ball, especially compared to St. Thomas this season. For South Dakota, only a 46.6 effective field goal percentage for them on the season. They haven't been terrible from the perimeter, hitting 35.6% from three. Um, but when you compare that to a team like St. Thomas, it certainly doesn't look great. Um, but offensively, it's really not the biggest concern for me going into this game. It's kind of that defense for South Dakota. I really just don't think they're going to have any answers to slow down St. Thomas here in this game. I think it's going to be very 
very, very hard. And that's not to say that St. Thomas has a great defense because they certainly don't. And they've really struggled on the defensive side of the ball um, in areas this season. But despite the faults that they have defensively, they really do make up for it on the offensive side of the ball. And in, with how bad the South Dakota shot defense is, I think it's going to be very, very hard for them to slow down and stop St. Thomas here in this game. I think South Dakota struggles to force turnovers, struggles to rebound the ball, um, and ultimately just struggles throughout this game. I think St. Thomas gets another win here in Summit League play, taking them minus 110 here against South Dakota. Next up on Thursday's card, we got Troy taking on Southern Miss. Troy comes into this game as the 203rd overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Rankings. Southern Miss is the 287th overall team. Both these teams come into this game following losses in their last one. Troy, the loss to Mercer. Southern Miss, the loss to UNLV. But it's a Southern Miss team that has had a decent start to the season. Obviously, 11-2 is a great record going into conference play. A solid win over Vanderbilt and a solid win over Liberty, both on the road here in non-conference play. And over Overall, it's a Southern Miss team that offensively has been fairly strong this season. I've done a pretty good job shooting the basketball. A 53 effective field goal percentage for them on the year, also hitting 36 or 33.6% from beyond the arc. Felipe Haas and Austin Crowley have both been outstanding scorers. Um, really, you know, one of the best duos in this conference. Um, you know, as we start conference play here, both dropping 16.2 points per game for the Southern Miss team. And that's not to say that Troy's a bad shooting team um, because they've been decent on the offensive side of the ball, but they've certainly been a step behind what Southern Miss has been able to do here in non-conference play for Troy. A 50.8 effective field goal percentage and a 32.53 point percentage on the year. Um, but as good as they've been on the offensive side of the ball, I do have some concerns for this for this Troy team when it comes to the defensive side of things. Their shot defense has really just not been that great this season, allowing a 52.4 effective field goal percentage on the year and also giving up 35% from beyond the yard. Compare that over to the Southern Miss, who's been fairly strong on the defensive side of the ball. Southern Miss holding their opponents to a 46 effective field goal percentage, only giving up 31.2% from beyond the arc. And, you know, with Southern Miss coming off that loss to UNLV, I think they're going to be in a prime spot for a bounce back here, especially at home to open up conference play. I think they get a pretty solid win here. Taking Southern Miss minus three here against Troy. So we head to the island for the final game of the day as UC Davis takes on Hawaii. UC Davis comes into this game as the 213th overall team in the Hot Tibet Power Ranking. Hawaii is the 150th overall team. And it's a Hawaii team that, you know, went off and, and had a pretty good performance in non-conference play. Ended up going 9-3. and three. The highlight of that, you know, being on Christmas Day, winning the Diamond Head Classic. A very impressive performance against SMU to hold on and, and win that game by one point. And it's really a Hawaii team that I have loved to watch play this season. As far as UC Davis goes, you know, coming to this game following a loss to UCLA, um, which, you know, is kind of just a bye game, whatever, that doesn't matter. But it's a team that overall kind of struggled during non-conference play. They weren't the worst team in the world by any means, and offensively, they're certainly not a bad team. They've shot the ball decently well this season, a 51 effective field goal percentage of the year, also hitting 34% from beyond the arc. And while they are slightly better than Hawaii in those categories, Hawaii, you know, hasn't been a bad offensive team either, a 49.8 effective field goal percentage on the year and hitting 32.8 percent from beyond the arc um, you know the biggest star for Hawaii this season has been Noel Coleman um, who has been a great shot scorer for this team 14.7 points per game for him but the real advantage and the real reason Hawaii is such a big favorite in this game 
is the defensive side of the ball. The Hawaii shot defense has just been absolutely outstanding. Chalk it up to the travel that these teams have to go on to go play in Hawaii, whatever it is, they've just been a great shot defense team, holding their opponents to 43.8 effective field goal percentage and only allowing 27.5% from beyond the arc. Hawaii is the 19th best three-point defense in the entire country this season. Um, and for UCA Davis, that's certainly a concern. Their shot defense has not been very good this season, giving up a 49.2 effective field goal percentage, but they're also allowing 39 0.9% from beyond the arc. They have the 353rd worst three-point defense in the entire country. Really just two different ends of the spectrum when it comes to three-point defense in this game. And I think it's going to be one on the perimeter here in this one. I think it's a UC Davis team. They're traveling to Hawaii. It's not going to be an easy spot. I think they struggle on the island. And I think Hawaii gets another impressive win here. Taking Hawaii and the Rainbow Warriors minus seven here against UC Davis.